0: It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying differently.
1: Hey everyone, it's your host Edward Ford, and welcome to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by growth marketing agency Advanced B2B. Advanced B2B helps B2B SaaS businesses generate sustainable revenue growth through marketing. So if you're looking for an agency partner who will help you get measurable results from your marketing, then check out advancedb2b.com for more info. Now joining us today on the show is Dan Murphy, Director of Marketing at Privy. And today we're talking about the seven steps to crush your next product launch. Now, Dan knows all about this as he's launched over 60 products to market throughout his career to date. He also created the go-to course for launching products at theproductlaunchmasterclass.com, And in this episode, he's talking through his seven step framework for new product launches from strategy and goal setting to planning launch activities and what to do on launch day. So here we go with episode 57 of the Growth of Podcast with Dan Murphy, Director of Marketing at Privy welcome to another episode of the growth of podcast and it is my pleasure to welcome dan murphy to the show who is director of marketing at privy and creator of the product launch masterclass.com so dan thank you so much for joining us today here on the growth of podcast
0: absolutely thanks for having me edward
1: yeah today super excited about this as we are jumping into the world of product marketing and outlining seven steps to crush your next product launch, which is something you know a lot about having done, I think over 60 product launches to date you've mentioned. So I I think to kick things off, let's talk about the strategy behind a product launch. So how should you align product launches with strategic objectives that your CEO actually cares about?
0: Yeah, so I think one one of the myths with product launches that I always like to try to debunk um, and I, and I spend a lot of time in in the course talking about is a product launch isn't just for something that's brand new, right? Um, in fact, we just had a launch at Privy. Uh, we, re- we relaunched uh, Privy Email. We called it Privy Email 2.0, um, and we had a sort of strategic focus on a competitor, and we wanted to um, basically go to the market, go to our customers, and let them know, hey, here's here's you know here's how we compare to one of these competitors. And here's why it benefits you if you choose us over them, right? And and a launch is a good opportunity to go and draw attention to whatever it is, whatever strategic goal you have, right? So, um, another good example that um, uh, I've seen a lot and I've done a lot with, you know, the, the 60 plus launches that I've done is um, solving you know churn or retention issues by uh, driving product adoption through a launch. So like. For instance, um, you know, if you're working with a really good VP of product, or maybe a VP of product strategy, or maybe a CEO um, that has a good sense of what are the things in product that need to be adjusted, improved, um, revamped uh, to keep customers coming back and uh, using those features. If you launch a new feature, go design. If you're the product marketer, or maybe you're not product marketer, maybe you're just a one-person marketing uh, marketing team uh, go design a launch around that new feature. Figure out who your audience is that you really care about, which customer segment you really care about using that feature, and see if you can actually prevent churn by uh, uh, driving product adoption. So um, product marketers talk a lot about how it should you know the role should be more strategic than it is tactical. And, and I've actually I did a presentation last year on this the three stages of product marketing um but there's a lot of conversation around product marketing being more strategic and it should but i think one of the one of the things that uh product marketing traditionally owns is launches and so if you're if you're thinking about how can you help the company hit their strategic goals whether that be reducing churn increasing product adoption you know uh acquisition top of the funnel right um thinking about how you can use launches to hit those strategic goals that's exactly where
1: product marketers should be spending their time and, and their efforts, right? So it's not just about new products, but also relaunching existing products for strategic purposes, which I love and I haven't really thought about before, to be honest. Uh, and so for SaaS companies about to launch a new product, how should you go about setting goals and what are good goals to set as a way to measure success? Any specific key metrics that you like to think about or focus on?
0: Yeah. So goals will vary. Um, Based on the launch, right? So that's, so basically you start with your strategy. So hopefully, you know, and and I teach a lot of this in the course, but of course I'm going to, I'm going to give away as much as, (laughs) as much as I can on, on this podcast. Um, But you know, uh, the, the, the rhythm you should get in with your product team is that you're meeting every single month. And you're meeting with them every month and you're understanding what they're building and what customer problems that they're trying to solve. Right. And that's where you as a product marketer, or again, if you're just a one person marketing show and you're just a marketer, um, but but, you know, but doing the the activities of a product marketer, you know, that's where you should be designing launches based around what they're building and what problems they're trying to solve for your customers. Um, and so in those meetings, because usually where launch goals get set, um, thinking about, you know, okay, our launch goal is, um, uh, something. Well, actually, let me let me break down what I what, what how I would define launch goal. I don't think a launch goal is, hey, we want to increase product adoption, or sorry, we, we want to increase um, retention for one of our products. You know, in in the second half of this year, right? That's a big lofty goal. That's 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 the company strategic goal. A launch goal is much more short term, right? So if you were trying to solve um, churn, let's say. Um, by product adoption, the launch goal should be, hey, within the first week, we want to get 200 customers to you know, set up this integration. We think this integration is going to make the product stickier and it's going to make people want to stick around and, and, and use our product. So we want to try to get with this launch 200 people uh, uh, to set up this integration between our product and you know, whatever uh, other product that they're using. And so, by having a launch goal, that's when you would design activities around that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. I'll go more into activities in just a minute. But um, that's how you design basically the plan for: okay, our launch goal is we want to get 200 people to set up, 200 customers to set up this integration. So, here's the you know, 10 things that we're going to do as part of this launch: emails, trainings, in-app messaging, you know, et cetera, to try to hit that launch goal. So, that's, that's how I would think about setting a goal. Sit down with your, your product team figure out what are the object, what are they're building? What are the, the strategic goals you're trying to hit and then design a launch goal around that strategic goal. And then you can come up with a list of activities, uh, that you're going to do to try to drive that launch goal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other starting points for any launch in addition to the strategy and the goals, uh, and for marketing in general is of course your customers. So how do you decide and understand your audience segments for a new product launch?
0: Yeah. And so audience segments and, and the audience of a launch is really, really important too, because traditionally, I think a lot of our product marketers are thinking a launch is you go really wide and you cast a wide net and you try to bring you know, everybody in to, to hear about your launch, but you know that's not going to work as, as effectively if you're trying to launch a new feature that's really designed for you know, customers. And so once you have your launch goal, once you kind of put that together and you figure out, you know, these are the You know, this is what we're trying to achieve. It's two hundred integrations, two hundred people with the integration. Then you can figure out, okay, who are the types of people that have this integration? Well, probably starts with people that are using this other product, right? So if it's a, I don't know, marketing automation system, and you sell a, you know, CRM, you want to look up anyone that uses that marketing automation system. That's already you're you're focusing on maybe you know a thousand customers versus you know 10,000 customers or versus you know the infinite universe of your market i don't know how big your market is but you know obviously that if you're if you're if, if the more focused you you are the better results you're going to get right everybody knows that so um setting the launch goal um is the first step in in deciding your audience and then once you have your audience let's say it's a thousand people that you know are using this marketing automation system you know if they set it up and they integrate it with your crm you know they're much more likely to you know be retained as customers um so then the next step of it would be okay, uh, within that thousand uh, customers, you know, which ones of them are on the right plan? Which ones of them have uh, a dedicated resource uh, within the company, right? So within that, that group is even, an even smaller detailed segment, detailed segments, I should say, that you can focus on. So maybe it's people that, you know they actually can't get this integration yet because it's on the next tier, the next pricing tier. And so what you're gonna do is for that audience, you're gonna send a slightly different message or you're gonna customize the launch slightly for them because actually they have to upgrade. This is an opportunity to get them to upgrade uh, versus another audience who might already have um, access to this integration. But you know it's a little bit different because um, you know the, you, you wanna customize the launch a little bit because some of them have a dedicated customer success manager and some of them do not. So then that changes it slightly. So there's really kind of two levels with the audience. There's like, who is the universe of people that you care about um, communicating with this launch, and then, then within that, you know, there's probably different segments that you want to break down and customize the launch based on, you know, some of their attributes and and their relationship to your to your business.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, following from this, then, how should you position your new products, and what kind of framework do you use to craft that compelling launch narrative?
0: Yeah, I love I love talking positioning. I actually I think I <laughs> tweeted yesterday. Um, once you fall in love with writing positioning, it's all you want to do. Like, it's like, I came back from vacation and I just, I, I was on vacation last week and I just wanted to, to spend all day yesterday writing positioning for a couple of different things. And I spent a good amount of time on my vacation writing positioning too. So I love this question. I love positioning. I'm really getting into it more now as a product marketer. I feel like it's one of those areas that I need to invest more of my time. Um, but I do have some frameworks. I do actually teach a couple of them specific to launching, um, uh products so for product launches there's i think three or four frameworks that i teach in in the course and i'll and i'll talk about one of them um which is really straightforward um because all the positioning frameworks all the frameworks i teach in general are really simple the idea is that they're i think someone posted the other day like oh i love this course because it's really snackable it's easy to digest it's it's you know like it's not overcomplicated. it's a it's a system basically that i'm teaching a framework that you can use time and time again for all of your product launches. But um, this framework in particular, I call it the NHS framework, or the NHS positioning framework. And that's because it's focused on three things, name, headline, and story, right? And if you were going to go and I actually teach how Apple does this with their press releases, I looked at in the course, a couple of press releases from like when they launched the iPod and the MacBook Air, um, they focus on three things, the name of the product, the headline that you want and the story. So the name, you know, that's, you know, again, there's more in the course about this, but the name obviously is something that you want to be resonant, you want something to remember what that is. Um, the headline, like if you think about it, like with your launch, like what is the headline? If you were to, you know, don't just think about like if you're doing a press release or not, it doesn't matter. But if you, let's pretend you're doing a press release and let's pretend you're, you know, everyone in that audience, that thousand people that, you know, have a marketing automation system and you want to be integrated with your CRM. Um, you want them to see this headline. What is that headline? Right. And, it, and that, that helps you kind of like tweeting, right? It helps you narrow it down to the most important information and make it really easy to consume. And then the third part is the story, right? So the story is really a collection of all the benefits of your launch. Um, but, but the way to do it is basically, um, you know, put together, you know, three or four paragraphs of like, what is the story of this launch? Why do people care about it? Um, and again, in, in, in the, um, in the course, Um, I actually break it down and, and I have, you know, I teach this framework and then I teach how to take, how to basically find the benefits, how to do stuff like pay mapping, um, how to put it together in a deck, how to share it with your team, how to test the idea with certain audiences. This is all in the course, um, but, uh, but the NHS framework, that's really one of the key parts of any launch when it comes to positioning, figure out the name, the headline and the story. If you focus on those three things first, um, you're going to be a lot more successful um, with your
1: launch. Yeah, that's super good, and I think simple frameworks are a marketer's best friend. They just really help mm-hmm. you, uh, almost like cheat codes in your day-to-day work that you can just pull out of the out of a hat. And uh, super good. So I do like totally. that, and uh, I think our next episode is also going to be on this topic with Marcus Andrews from HubSpot about building mm-hmm. strategic narratives into your product marketing. So I think a good follow-up to this episode. There and I think Absolutely. so. This yeah, this this kind of first set of questions covers a lot of the strategy side of product launches. So let's get a bit more tactical and yeah. how should you then plan your actual product launch activities?
0: Yes. So once you've put together your uh, uh, launch goal and, and you have uh, your audiences in mind, then you want to start thinking about um, your activities. And really, I think the the most important thing here is that your activities, everything you're doing in terms of if, uh, if you're going to send an email for the launch, if you're going to do a training, if you're going to create a video tutorial, if you're going to build a new landing page, like anything you're doing, it needs to be tied to the goal of the launch. You might have a couple goals. Ideally, you don't, you only have one, but um, everything you're doing has to be tied to a goal because that's how you make sure that you're as focused as possible on the right activities to drive the right outcome, which is hitting your launch goal. Right. Um, so um, this is, this is a, a really important part. I, I share a framework that I, again, I'm all, I'm all about the frameworks. Um, I share a framework and there's actually a, um, a printout of how I put together the activity list um, and how I manage. And because look, the other thing with product marketing is that you are the glue of a launch, but you are not, you know, everything with the launch, you have to depend on, your creative team, you have to depend on your sales team, maybe sales leadership, uh, demand generation, content, right? Like depending on how big the company is. Um, and, and, if, and if it's not, you know, you if it's not your internal team, it's your external team, right? Or, or sorry, not external, your your consultants and your contractors, right? So um, you have to make sure that everybody's aligned. So I actually have a, like I said, a, a framework that I use and I, I, there's a printout that you can kind of swipe and use for your launches in the course. Um, and basically it, it, it breaks down how do you manage your launch plan, which is your activities and how do you get everybody aligned on them and how do you get people to, you know, uh, take responsibility for each of them and how you get a whole team organized around the launch, especially when, you know, you, you don't own the whole team. If, if you're not the VP of marketing or CMO, um, you're not in charge of everybody, but there's a way of basically, um, setting it up so that you get everybody, uh, responsible for different activities. Um, and, uh, and I
1: teach that in the course as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think following from that new launches are as much about internal communications as external. So you mentioned there about being the glue that holds everything together. And one important aspect of a new product launch is not just obviously the external marketing, but internal marketing. So how do you actually go about the internal marketing of your new product before launch and make sure everyone is on the same page?
0: Yeah, for sure. So the biggest thing with internal marketing is that it's not really about an activity list of like, here's like the 10 things to do for internal marketing. The most important thing is like, if if, if you're gonna take internal marketing serious, it's like to have the attitude that it's gonna help, that it's important, right? So internal marketing is more of like an attitude and, and, and less of a activity list. Um, and so like really, but it is very time consuming and I've said this before numerous times is like, if, if, if of all the areas to spend your time, prepping for a launch as a product marketer. Uh, internal marketing is one of those areas where you can spend the most time and it actually can have the best reward, right? Because if you think about it, getting your team, pitching your team and getting them excited about a launch, getting them, getting the sales team to think about how this is going to make them more money, getting the CS team thinking about how this is going to help them retain customers, um, getting the engineering team fired up and excited so that they're going to put in the extra work. They're going to go you know, build the extra feature or have it done in time, right? They're going to do the, burn the midnight oil, right? Um, Those elements are really important. They're hard to quantify, but in every, I mean, I've done 60 something launches now and in every launch I've done, getting the team excited about the launch is the difference maker. It is how you get, you know, to your launch goal. It is how you get, you know, a big enough splash with your launch, whether it's a really big announcement or it's a really targeted announcement. It is how you get the right results and, and, and create an effective launch. So, um, it, it's a lot of conversations. So like the biggest thing is pitching is taking your positioning and making sure that you have a pitch for your internal team and making that as important as the pitch you have for your external audience, right? So like the people within your office or you know how, however you're working these days, um, you know the people within your company. Um, make sure you're focused on uh, giving them a pitch. You know I, I usually send a video around. I usually go to a lot of meetings. I usually you know, um, or someone on my team will go to a company meeting and they'll pitch the story. We'll do takeovers of company meetings to talk about the new feature. Um, we'll run sales spiffs, you know, to, to get, you know, the sales team to focus on this new thing that we want them to sell. Um, we'll do a lot of one-on-one, hand-to-hand, you know, work with this customer success team. Maybe work with the CS leadership team. Um, do a lot of trainings. Like all of those things are, are really important to um, to, to do if you're going to do internal marketing. But the most important thing is to decide, okay, this is going to help me and understand. And, and I'm telling you from 60 plus launches without, I wish I had known this at the beginning that how important internal marketing is and how much of a difference maker it is. If you have the attitude that this is going to help me. And then if I go work with my team, I get them excited. It's going to help me hit my, my goals. Um, then, then you're going to win. You're going to do, you're going to be better off with your launches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's super good advice and some great ideas and, uh... Very, very important for sure when it comes to new product launches. And so let's move to the next step. And let's say we're at launch day. So what happens now? Dan, can you talk us through your typical launch day?
0: Yeah, I love this question too, because I like I like the, the framing of this. Like what is a typical launch day? Like how does a product marketer, you know, execute the day of after all this hard work? How do you get there and, and do it? Um so uh typical day is like you, you gotta wake up early, you gotta make sure everything's on. Uh, you gotta, you know, the blog post is live. The emails are being sent out. Um, uh, everything's connected, whether it's, you know, product hunt or a new landing page, uh, announcement bar on your website. Like you gotta make sure those things are on they're live. And the second most important thing to do after you'd make sure everything's turned on, basically your launches is up is, is have an ask of your team. So give your team a CTA, make sure that they know, um, what to do, uh, with, uh, you know, uh, the launch. So whether it's, you know, share something on LinkedIn or share this blog post or email a customer, um, post this on your own, you know, LinkedIn feed or, or Twitter, um, up photos on product hunt, um, have an ask or, or introducing a sales spiff like have an ask of your team. Like if, if you've done your internal marketing, right. you got everyone excited about the launch. Um, and now like the day of you want to unleash them, right. You want to get them involved and you want to give them an activity to do so that, You know, they know what's going on um, and and that they they get to be involved with it. Um, And then the other thing is just, you know, sharing insight, uh, you know, everything that's coming in, good and bad. You're going to get reactions, you know, create a really fast feedback loop, right? When, When customers are reacting or prospects are reacting, make sure you're sharing that with your team, whether that's email or Slack or some other way. Uh, make sure you're sharing that information so that people know what's going on. And then, of course, sharing the numbers, the metrics, you know, whether you have Google Analytics opened or something like Heap or something else, product data, um, and you're sharing, you know, hey, we're at, you know, 100 people have set up the integration. We're at 150 people have set it up. Like, make sure you have that follow-ups and make sure people are aware because ultimately getting more people aware, like, you know, if if on the day of a customer success manager, maybe they're not convinced of this launch, they don't understand it or whatever, and maybe you haven't done a great job getting them excited. But if on the day of they're seeing all these emails from customers be like, wow, this is awesome. Like, yeah, let's book a meeting, let's talk about it. You know, another customer success manager might see and say, oh wow, okay, this is this is important. This is something the customers really value. Okay, I, I'm gonna go make sure that I go email all my customers right now. I wanna make sure they know about it, right? So um, I think it's doing a lot of the, the extra legwork. I think the internal marketing doesn't stop before the launch day. You gotta kinda unleash people the day of um, and just make sure you're sharing insights sharing what's going on, sharing data so that the rest of the team
1: can be involved um, and can know what the what the, the outcome looks like. Yeah, I love it. And how do you actually maintain the momentum of product launches after launch day so that it's not just sort of one and done kind of thing? Well, the, the
0: easy answer is you have a plan, right? <laughs> so,
1: so hopefully, you know, hopefully after, uh,
0: before a launch, I should say, You've compiled your plan, and and hopefully you've taken into account that your launch doesn't just have to be one day. Like always, plan on announcing it one day and have a bunch of stuff going on. But too often, product marketers will do the one day, and then it's like, all right, that's done. Let's move on to the next thing, and they forget about it, and they don't create momentum. Like when you launch something in a day, you're creating momentum. You want to follow up that momentum with with more stuff and, and keep the ball rolling. So. Um, this is a good, you know, good opportunity to partner with other teams, content, demand gem, sales, CS, sales enablement, you know, whoever to help, you know, continue that momentum after usually as a product marketer, you can't do everything after, right. But, um, you can plan webinars, you can plan training, you can do more, create more pages. You can double down on SEO and try to rank for a term that you previously might not have been able to rank for, or maybe you launch something and. And suddenly it's starting to rank you know for that you're like wait a minute if we double down we might be able to own this term and and this is a new acquisition you know channel for us let's create a new landing page let's do a new video on it um let's do some youtube ads right like so i think thinking about you know how can you do um you know how, how can you can continue momentum after the the launch day is is really important and hopefully you know if you've planned your launch right um you started thinking about that before you actually get to launch day so that you're not scrambling afterwards. Uh, Again, this is something that we talk about in the course and and how to plan that stuff and and how to be prepared for it because it is hugely impactful if you can actually keep momentum going after the initial launch day.
1: Yeah, definitely. And what typically happens post-launch? Do you have some sort of retrospective or a team review to look back and see how things went and identify what you could do better? Uh, Could you tell us a bit more about this?
0: Sure. So
1: um,
0: yeah, there's always there's really two things you need to care, you should care about after uh, launch day, uh, or there's really two things that might change that after launch day you should care about. So the first is product strategy. You know, the, the, after you've investigated, maybe you've listened to some calls, you've you've jumped on um, uh, Gong, which is a tool we use that records all of our calls and we can listen in on stuff, uh, or you've gotten the response from customers or emails or whatever. Like there's really two different things that you might be focused on. Um, that might have changed like does this change your product strategy so based on the reaction of the market or your customers like did you learn anything that's like well actually the strategy changes a little bit right um, or uh does it change your demand generation plan right so does demand gen- change based on the reaction of 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 what's happening uh a g- example there would be um you know uh you you launch something that you think is going to be really valuable. you launch a new product brand new product you think it's gonna be really valuable to uh, uh, new customers, right? Like net new customers, that's who you're focused on, but you end up booking like 50 new customer uh, customer calls, right? So it actually turns out that like your existing customers are more interested in this new product than you thought a different audience that you were focused on, right? And so like, okay, now that changes our demand gen plan, maybe we should be selling this new product into our existing customer base, and you didn't realize that before. So like those are the things you want to pay attention to, and then after a launch, once you get some insights from reaction, that's where you can you, know, you have enough data to go back to you know your demand gen leader and say, okay, I think we should change the plan, or or here's what we learned, and then they can decide to change the plan. And the same thing with product strategy, you might learn you know um, uh, a, a feature you know uh, within a new product launch was a lot more popular, and that's really the reason people showed up. Okay, so let's double down on that. Let's invest more in it let's, you know, increase bandwidth there, let's spend more engineering time, you know, making that feature more prominent or more accessible. Um, Those are really the two things, demand generation and product strategy that you should be paying attention to after your launch. And and it it just requires, you know, you you basically, I I, I would teach this in the course, but you're doing a report on it, making sure that you have, um, uh, you're collecting all the insights that you have at your disposal, whether it's customer calls or or email replies or tweets or whatever, and using that to inform those two things:
1: product strategy and demand generation. Yeah, super good advice. And I think before we jump into our fast five challenge, let's look at a case example. So, at Privy, you recently launched Privy Email or relaunched, uh, which you mentioned earlier in the discussion. So, can you talk us through the launch and, in particular, the story you built around it? Since I think it was actually pretty cool.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, so we we relaunched Privy Email. It's been around for. Uh, About a year and a half or so prior to this, Um, but we never really launched it. Uh, What happened was uh, uh, Shopify, who's one of our big partners, we have a lot of customers that are using Shopify. They're a huge $127 billion company, right? Um, And they have, you know, I think millions of of customers, and they're small businesses, right? Um, And we have, you know, uh, about 100,000 customers that are also using. Uh, uh, Shopify at, at Privy, and um, and you know they they had an integration with Mailchimp. For whatever reason, the two companies broke up, um, and the um, Mailchimp and Shopify integration no longer worked. And a lot of customers using Mailchimp for their email automation. So um, we basically relaunched, and this happened all by the way, early 2019. We basically relaunched in August, um, telling that story um, about how there's no integration between the two. Uh, systems and that you know we actually do integrate with uh, uh, Shopify with our privy email product so um, it really I mean like the thing there was like it's a pretty simple story of like we have the integration here's what you can do we really built a narrative around email automation which is the thing small businesses care about they want to be able to automate their emails um, and just have to kind of like set and forget they should just work for them so like card abandonment order follow up. These emails just, they send you, you build them, you set them up and they just run automatically 24 seven and they're making you money. It's e-commerce, right? So they're, they're trying to make you money, particularly card abandonment. You know, if you're sending those, sending those up, you're making money back every time you send those emails. So if you integrate directly with Shopify and you have that data and pulls into preview email, you can just have that run 24 seven and it's making you money. And we have customers that it's made them hundreds of thousands of dollars. So basically it was telling that story, but the thing there, like I think the lesson there to share with that story is that, your narrative and, and I'd be interested to in what Marcus would say on this, um, cause he's, he, he has a lot of, uh, experience here, but like the narrative here is not complicated. Right. And I think a lot of times product marketers try to overcomplicate it. They try to tell a different story for the launch in different pieces of content, you know, or after the launch, they keep changing the story. Whereas like this story is really simple. And the, the challenge Was actually not overcomplicating it. Was making sure that we have this very simple story when we launched in August about you know we are a better alternative to Mailchimp for Shopify users and here's why, and not trying to overcomplicate it with too much stuff. Not trying to go into special features. Not trying to go into all this other stuff that we built that's pretty amazing behind the scenes in Privy Email. The story is simple. So I think that like if I were to to share a lesson on on this and like what was my takeaway here is that like it's easy to think like, oh, we gotta, you know, make this a, you know, we want to add in all the features. We want to talk about all the reasons we want to, you know, but it's like, no, I mean, the thing that really people care about is that it integrates with Shopify. So let's just double down and focus on that. And that's what we did for, for this launch back in August.
1: Yeah, I think it was a super cool product launch. So definitely go check it out to see an example of one of Dan's product launches. And there was a huge amount here. So to recap the seven steps, so we had first strategy, second goals, third, audience and positioning, fourth launch activities, fifth internal marketing, sixth launch day, and seventh post-launch activities and retrospectives. And I think this was just the tip of the iceberg. So if you want more product launch goodness from Dan, then definitely check out his new course of the product launch masterclass. Dot com And I think this was insanely good. I'm kind of catching my breath. I have a huge amount of notes here, but let's uh, anyway, move to our closing questions and our fast five challenge. So to wrap things up, I will ask five questions and all you need to do is answer as quickly as possible. So are you ready, Dan? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, let's do it. So first question, what's the one book you would recommend others to read?
0: So I read three books on vacation. I'm not going to give you one book. I'm going to give you two. So I hope that doesn't script anything. But the two I read on vacation that I highly recommend are uh, Ben & Jerry's The Inside Scoop, uh, which is behind the scenes of the legendary ice cream maker, Ben & Jerry's. It's a great story. So many marketing lessons in there. They were actually brilliant marketers early on. Um, everything from free cone day to a bunch of other things. So it's a really good book. And the second one is a marketing classic, the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Highly, highly recommend. It's actually a relatively short book. It's only like 140 pages. I think I read it uh, in one day. And it's just really, really good context. Thinking bigger than you know campaigns. Thinking bigger than you know um, you know weekly metrics. Is thinking about what is the strategy, your marketing strategy of your business. Highly, highly recommend it. It's the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing.
1: Yeah. A classic there. And I actually saw a photo of you reading the Ben and Jerry's book last week on vacation. And I immediately went to Amazon to check it out. So I'm looking forward to digging into that one. Love their ice cream as well. Like everybody. Um, Second question, SAS company you love and why?
0: All right, I'm going to keep with my pattern here. I'm going to give you two. (laughs) Um, The first one is, uh, because there are two that I've been kind of paying attention to. and, and And this is because I think they're great at product marketing. So the first is Superhuman. I just upgraded and bought Superhuman. I've been using it. It's great. The experience of buying and like the way they did the launch last year was amazing. They got a ton of attention. They did a great job with it um and then the experience of like buy uh, of like going in and buying and then setting up a call and you get a 30 minute consultation with a real person who was awesome he walked me through everything um and uh and then the experience of using their their product and the emails they send you the product marketing emails they send you to teach you how to use their product like basically nurture you and teach you are amazing they're very simple but they're very effective so superhumans one of them and the other one is basecamp um i i did the the the, the their Hey.com email uh, the new email tool they built i did a, a breakdown a teardown of it in my my course 20 minute teardown um they're amazing at product marketing as well they're great copywriters they're great guerrilla marketers right they've done so many things with press releases and other things they're like a sort of the, the mark benioff of of uh of the 2000 21st century although i guess mark benioff is sort of, of the 21st century too but um <laughs> when he was start getting salesforce off the ground in the early 2000s um, and then what they've done with Basecamp uh, and the gorilla Marketing is really awesome. So I highly suggest them. And they're also two examples of really great product launches. So um, Basecamp and
1: Superhuman are my two uh, SaaS companies that I love. Yeah, nice. Third question: favorite place to read about marketing online. So I don't, I don't read as
0: much about marketing online. But I'll give you like a podcast I've been, I've been, in, well, two podcasts I've been enjoying. But I'll just, I'm gonna break my my frame here and I'm gonna go with one. Um, I've been really enjoying just plugging in marketing school with Eric Sue and Neil Patel, um, listening to those five-minute episodes every day. Um, I also love listening to Russell Brunson and his, his you know uh, almost daily uh, podcast because he's got a lot of marketing insights as well. But I mostly listen. I'm, I'm not reading as much anymore, although I do love being part of um, Dave's DGMG uh, uh, Patreon group. Um, which is a lot of great insight on there. new podcast as well. I thought it was great. I've been listening to that, his new B2B marketing leaders, Um, but he also shares some stuff on his community and his Facebook group that's really helpful as well.
1: Cool. Some super good resources there. Fourth question, most important growth metric?
0: Uh, This is a good one. I, I don't know how to pick one. I would say, I think, I almost want to say nowadays that there's so many companies that have shifted that are focused on profitability now. So I almost feel like profitability is like the new, instead of like VC funding and and growth metrics. So it's like the the one of the biggest things now is profitability. Although that's not exactly a growth metric. I would say if I if I were to really get into a growth metric, I'd say retention um, is so important. You know, we've seen an explosion of, of SaaS companies out there, and there's so many, and there's and there's so much competition within each you know vertical and in each industry. Um, retaining customers is really the name of the game nowadays. Customer success has really become the heroes, and then customer experience and all these other areas. And we're going to see a bunch more disciplines around you know built around you know helping with retention probably on the product side probably on the marketing side um so i would say the most important is probably retention
1: yeah super good advice and good to see profitability making a comeback Uh, so uh, good old school profitability (laughs) exactly exactly then fifth and final question best piece of advice for fellow marketers
0: best piece of advice would be um there's two ways of, of of becoming a great marketer there's experience and then there's like actively learning so like experience is more passive like you go not really but like you go you do stuff you experience something this thing worked this thing didn't work oh i learned from this person i found a great mentor blah blah and then there's like actively learning like buying books um reading books i should say not just buying them but reading books um listening to podcasts everything like that and i know it's it's a really simple thing to say like i think this is obvious but it's just But let's be let's be real like this is it like go get amazing experience go learn but then also if you really want to be a great marketer if you want to grow your career fast um, you have to go actively learn so go find podcasts go find books go read them go contextualize them and then bring them and use them um, in, in your day-to-day job and that's going to you know help you i wish i had spent more time actively learning in the first couple years of my career i mean I did learn a ton I think I got a bunch of experience, but I think I, I wish I had spent more time on like some of the marketing fundamentals, copywriting and demand and direct, you know, direct response and all those things, but um, I would say just go find ways to actively learn podcasts, books, etc.
1: Love it, love it. So Dan, I have to say this was super, super good and thank you so much for coming on the Growth of Podcast. Thank you very much, it was my pleasure. That was Dan Murphy on the seven steps to crush your next product launch. Now, before I go, I just want to say a big thank you for listening to the show. And I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Gracious A Star, who left a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. They said, really love the growth of podcasts. The guests always share interesting insights and the questions Edward asks are spot on and thought provoking. Highly recommended. So thank you so much. And if you want to shout out, leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And maybe I'll be reading your message out next time. And as ever, you're always welcome to reach out to me on Twitter at NordicEdward or connect on LinkedIn. So thank you so much for listening to the Growth of Podcast brought to you by Growth Marketing Agency, Advanced B2B. This is your host, Edward Ford, signing off and make sure you check out advancedb2b.com for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories.
0: And always remember, it's the risk-taking. biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different